Hey guys, welcome to another episode of I'm No Expert. I'm Chris Laudenslager, and each week I sit down with a couple of friends and we drink a few beers. And this week I'm joined by the dynamic duo. I'm going to name them. Uh, Grant, Michael Chapman. How's it going? Drew. Hey, Chris. Eventually getting married at Westrick. Oh, yeah, you had to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> We're still trying to forget that happened. He I still know. hasn't got my save the date. I haven't. Check your mail more often. Why? I, I, there's really no reason. Because I you, sent you something. Could you send it in like a uh, an electronic message, like an email? Do people do I that? I suggested or? that. Are you kidding me? Do you, she has an entire book on this process, like the like official titles for people, like what to do when they're married. Wait, what what's to my do title? When living together. Yeah, what is your title? Um, I don't know. Barely invited to the wedding. <laughs> Grant, I think we're the same title. Good. Ancillary <laughs> friend. Right. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, okay, he has to go to the wedding. All right. Yep. She asked if, you know, groomsmen could be on the B list. <laughs> on the B team. Uh, okay. I hope you know Wade is coming to your bachelor party. Not a chance. Yes, Chris, you're helping me bring Wade. Done. Yeah, so for all the listeners, uh, Wade is a coworker of ours, and we've just heard way too many Good stories, stories about the terrible things that he's done to other people at bachelor parties. We so. should have him on the show. Actually, you probably should. He'd be really interesting. It's New Zealand, cool accent. Yeah, I like that. Which he's well, a really nice guy too, let's, and let's, quite hilarious. Let's book him next week. Can we get Wade and Matt? Ooh. Oh, we should do an office show at the office. Okay. Sure. Oh, <laughs> Why man. not? Why not? We're putting the t- we're putting the tap the new tap in. That is true. We could get a we could get a specialty keg for the show, and you could you could use the office tap. I could. Hmm? That would be interesting. All right. Well, we'll think about that. Uh, That's never happened. In the meantime. <laughs> Oh, Chris has already written us off, Drew. It's the last time we'll be on the show. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. In the meantime, uh, our theme this week is brotherly love because you two are here and the beers that we're, uh, the beers that we're having are actually from my brother who got me a beer of the month club. So you can sign up and they get beer delivered to your door. We couldn't have just gone with that description. What? Beer of the month think, club? Like, beer of the month things club? about Grant and I. I mean, hey. It's not my fault that my parents introduced us as Grant and his partner, Drew. That is true. <laughs> Business partner. Uh, no, just partner, partner. Yeah. We're all inclusive here. Well, and then we yes. just hold hands and own it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our first beer that we're going to – we have two different breweries. The first brewery is going to be Pennsylvania Brewing Company out of – Grant, do you know where they are out of? Is it mm. Maryland? No. Is it the same state as East Penn? Ooh. East Penn. Company we work for. Just work for at the moment. Possibly. Is it Pennsylvania? It is. Ding, 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 ding. I never guessed. You got it. You are so clever. Uh, This is a German-style Pilsner called the Kaiser Pils. Al would like this. He would. So I'm guessing it's probably going to be pretty classic, like, Pilsner-style. Really, really clear. Um, Not a lot of head going on with it. The nose is like yeasty. Mm-hmm. It Definitely. smells like a pilsner. It does smell like a pilsner. It, smells it tastes exactly like a cracker like... when you're done with it. So you get cracker out of like it? Like saltine. You know, the line where he says the uh, the mic smells like a beer, this is what I envision a mic smelling like a beer smelling like. Yeah, I mean this is this is classical, classical. Actually, tastes like a pretzel. Mm, I bet this would be good with pretzels. And some German mustard. Mm. Mm, yeah, spicy, spicy mustard. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's super super light. Not too much going on with it, though. Mm-mm. I mean, I get a lot of no. yeastiness going on with it. It's like the salty finish, like pretzel salt. Mm. 
I don't know if I get salty finish. Like, I don't know, me either. But I get a kind of a, a slight bitterness at the very end, yeah. but not mm-hmm. a lot. It's crisp and light. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could drink this. All right. Super true to the title, I guess. I mean, it's exactly what you expect it to be. Yeah. It's, you know, it's looking at like, it's a fairly highly rated um, beer advocate. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty well balanced. There's not a lot of interesting flavors going on, but as a Pilsner style in general, it's, the style reflects that it's not a lot going well, on anyway. I would say like a lot of people try to go for a style as best they can. I mean, that's, I mean, a lot of times if you like look at beer contests and stuff like that, they, they go for the beers that exactly mimic that particular style. You know, so some people would call that boring. Like this tastes exactly like a Pilsner. Right. But at the same time, I think it's just a really well done Pilsner. Yeah. And, and as a German Pilsner, it is a class, a very, very old style. Yeah, and you can kind of taste that. Like, I mean, you if you try some of the the newer pilsners are usually a lot brighter. Yeah. Um, sometimes they, I don't know, not quite citrus, but you know, sometimes they try to work a, a couple of different flavors in there. They definitely, so, it's definitely a, a lot of the the more like modern day pilsners are definitely happier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because like they're more are, bitter. Yeah, this is what you get if like if you ordered a pilsner at Ratskeller downtown, mm-hmm. um, which is you know. a german um beer garden this is exactly what you would get this yep. is what you'd expect you would get it in a big stein yep. yeah with what, like the little lid thingy and what i think is this would be great in the summer yes like it's good right no, now for sure. but it would be really good on a hot summer day like out around a pool or at a park or something yeah or just, at a beer garden concert at night yeah it just goes with like with with the mouthfeel it's just so light that it can really work with anything mm-hmm. like any food mm-hmm. it's not too offensive on the palate at all I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a very, very like classic pilsner. Um, I'm not a, a total huge fan of pilsners in general, just because I feel like they're a little boring. But I mean, this is solid. I'm not gonna yeah, say I mean, it's that, bad. That's just like stylistic choice, right? So I mean, yeah. everybody's got certain styles that they prefer. Yeah, and Grant, you're branching out. It's tasty. No, this is tasty beer. It's like drinkable. A lot of the beers I've had on the show with you are like really tasty, but you can't sit there and drink them. This yeah. is like a drinkable is this, beer. Is this a Grant Chapman approved beer? Grant Chapman approved. Did we get Grant, a little stamp? Well, Grant Michael, a, Grant Michael the guest goes click, stamps it. That's, a very, that's a very short title. list. Yeah. yeah. So Grant definitely likes this. Drew, do you like this? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a good beer. I mean, if you like Pilsners, I think it'd be a great beer. I mean, I can see why it's, it's rated the way it is. Cause mm-hmm. it's, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, Pilsner's not my favorite style of beer, but I know for some people it is. And I think if, if you're a big fan of Pilsners, this would be a great beer for you. Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to be a little bit hard to find. I've never seen Pennsylvania Brewing Company in, in Indiana. Indianapolis, yeah. Um, it's possible that you could probably import it from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, hey, for all you Pennsylvania people on the show listening right now. There you go. Go pick up some uh, some Kaiser Pils. We'll forward the show to everyone at East Pendrew. There you go. Yep. Gennady, this is for you. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, it's it's fine i don't know if i would ever buy it it's an interesting thing to try i think i would want to would be kind of cool to do a, a butt it up against other pilsners and see kind of how it relates because i think if you can compare the same style back to back back to back to back to back mm-hmm. to back you can kind of see where it kind of lands and with something like this like with drew you said how it's a very traditional style they want to stick with that stylistic nature of it 
how would each brewer kind of take that and, and interpret it their own way? Almost. Yeah, and, and I guess just one final note. I mean, I think different styles sort of lend themselves to how creative you can get with them. So again, I think this is, I think Pilsner is a style you're kind of a little bit limited in, yeah. in how much you can do with it. Right. And still kind of, you know, it's still classify it. Right. So I think that's another thing why sometimes people feel like certain styles of beer are quote unquote more or less boring or, um, you know, kind of bland in taste. But, um, yeah, overall it's, it's good beer. I mean, I, I'd certainly drink it again. Like I, you know, like you said, I don't know if it would be my first choice, but, um, yeah, it's a solid beer. Yeah. Cool. All right. We're going to take a quick break because we've got actually three beers on this episode. It's going to be a four beer episode. So we're going to make segments a little bit shorter so we don't spend four and a half hours here. So we're going to be right back. Got to get that curry at some point. And we're eating food later, too. Yes. Lots of curry. All right. We'll be right back. Back to beer and back to this episode of I'm No Expert. I'm Chris Ladenslager, joined yeah. by Grant Chapman. Grant Michael the Guest. Grant Michael the Guest. Thank you very much, my stage. Hey, Drew name. Michael. We got double Michael. We are both Michael. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Yep. Uh, it's our brotherly love episode. Shout out to my brother David because he got me all of these beers. Uh, in a beer of the month club. Are you guys gonna hold hands? I was going to hold Drew's hand, but he ignored me. Oh, oh sorry. There, there we are. Yeah, okay. Thanks, so, honey. uh, we've got four beers. Top. I don't, I'm not even going to. Uh, four beers to try out today. Our second beer is also from Pennsylvania Brewing Company. Out of where, Grant? I think I said Maryland last time. You said Maryland, upstate New York for <laughs> sure. <laughs> yep, <laughs> nailed it. Upstate New York. They're throwing everybody off by saying they're With from the Pennsylvania. title is down to earth. That it has to be upstate New York. Exactly. Um, our next beer is going to be Pen Dark. This is a Munich Dunkel Lager. Five percent ABV, by the way. So I have no idea what the style is. It sounds very German, and I think I see a trend here I'm sorry, in Pennsylvania. What's the name of it again? Dunkellager. Dunkellager. Munich. Munich. Dunkellager. Okay. Sorry, no, this is like hooked on phonics for beer. Yeah, hooked on phonics for beer. <laughs> I need to. No, really, it's Rosetta Stone for beer. No, it's hooked on phonics. Yeah. I need to know how to enunciate and yes. pronunciate. But I want to speak German. This is Rosetta Stone for Grant. We're just gonna let him live. He's just in gonna his go own over there in Rosetta Stone. World. We got the we got the joke there. That made more sense. So this is, I mean, it's lager is in the title, but this does not look like any does, kind does of traditional. Dunkel stands for dark in German. I assume? you should Google Translate this. Hold on. But every Dunkel I've ever seen has been like golden colored. Yeah. So uh, I mean, maybe it's maybe they have changed how they're defining Dunkel. Uh, it is a term for dark German lagers. Well, there you go. So again, I we're still corrected. on that like traditional German path. Of, I see a trend here in Pennsylvania. I do from this from Pennsylvania Brewing Company. Um, well, actually, I think Pennsylvania is actually primarily German. We do have a large no, as far as being settled German, German population from immigration. So that would make sense. You know, go back to the roots of of German beers, mm-hmm. tr- classical German beers. Um, you get any kind of, what do you think, Grant? You took the first sip. I haven't sipped yet. I just smelled. What does it smell like? 
Nothing. I have no real scent profile compared to like the Pilsner. You smell like a bread factory. It's like a Pilsner. Yeah. I'm going to swirl mine a little bit, get a little bit more uh, foam coming out, kind of like a wine, a wine connoisseur. Chris, the Budweiser commercial is aimed at people like you. I know, right? <laughs> if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I talked about the Budweiser commercial. You can go to noexpertshow.com and listen to that now if you want to. Oh, that's tasty. That's quite good. <laughs> no, Drew, we're not going to make fun of Nationwide. No, we're not. Stop it. That's over. It's done. Now, now okay? back to this beer. Back to this beer. This makes the Grant Chapman really enjoys list. Mm. Not just approved. This is... It is a dark beer. You have a... You actually have a thing for dark I have beers. A diff- no, but this isn't even this like is a, not, a stout. This no. isn't my typical style. It's this just, is, this, this is, is tasty. Physically, it looks dark. It looks very, very dark. dark beer. Flavor profile of something like this. For me, it is... It screams of traditional lager, but there's a lot of weight going on with it. So there's a lot of stuff going on. I actually really lovely. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, this is really good. And I don't say that about mouth, beer. And I was going to say the mouthfeel is excellent. Yeah, I agree. Like this is, this definitely is a really kind of nice rounded. Yeah, no, and the best part is the finish. It's a little bit roasty, just mm-hmm. a little bit, so it tastes delicious. Yeah. What's interesting is like usually when you're you have a stout or you know something that's real dark, it it feels almost heavy. You know what I mean? It's uh, right, but it doesn't doesn't come across as that. It's it's got kind of a it's kind of got a a brightness to it at the beginning, but then. Like Grant said, you kind of you kind of get roast. that roast towards the end, and so yeah, it's really interesting beer wow, for sure. So good, you really like this? No, you? I really this like is this. Really good. This is up there with yeah. Guinness for Grant. You know how rare that gets. Um, apparently, this is using large amounts of Munich malts, which is why it's called a Munich Dunkel. Okay. Um, I mean, lagers. If you if you kind of want to compare it to kind of in your mind's eye, play along at home. Lagers are going to be your from your big three brewers in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So Budweiser, uh, Miller Lite, Coors Lite. Um, I'm forgetting one. Are you? Is that the three? I don't, I don't drink. Michelob? No, Michelob that's not, Ultra? that's not really in that. Yeah. But it's like, it's like Bud, it's Budweiser. Budweiser, Coors. Miller and Coors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, those are the big three. Yeah. Even though Miller Coors is, Combined together. Yeah. But, I mean, that is, the, those particular beers are traditional, quote unquote, lagers, mm-hmm. stylistically wise. They're all three mm-hmm. exactly the same kind of like lagers that they have tweaked and altered depending on their formula, food sciencey stuff to make it more shelf life stable and blah, 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 blah. But, um, that is kind of where your, your kind of baseline is. So you can take that almost sort of like undertone notes and I kind of get that out of this as like a traditional lager lager but then you add some like maltiness you add some a little bit of roastiness like like Grant said are you getting any I get a little bit of like tartness right at the beginning I don't know tell me what you think so everyone pauses to drink their beer yeah yeah I get that it's a little yeah, bite. Just, it's just a, little, a little bit. I kind of that's what I. That's the one thing that I like about the beginning of that is it's right on the front of your tongue. And I don't. I, I guess this is maybe just personal preference, but I kind of like. I like beers that move from kind of the the front to the back of your of your tongue. You can kind of. It's kind of like a roller coaster almost of mm-hmm. taste. You know when it strikes you first, kind of in the front of your tongue, and then kind of moves its way to the back because you get that maltiness more kind of towards the back of your tongue. Yeah, so, on the finish. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Personally, I, I kind of like beers that 
that do that that kind of activate different parts of your um, your senses, yeah. you know, as you as you drink them. I mean, there's a there's a slight, very very slight hop characteristic to this, which is kind of where I'm getting a little of that bitterness, of a little, mm-hmm. a little bit of that brightness and that bite that's happening. I was just gonna ask you, where do you think that that brightness at the beginning comes from? I think it's like hop. Yeah, a I, little I bit would of say hops. hop characteristic with it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's you you don't get so much of a roastedness like you do in a porter or a stout mm-hmm. with the malt, so it's not so. Heavy and viscous. Super drinkable for a darker beer. Yeah. You know, again, a lot of times you get a darker beer and it's a good beer to have maybe one or two of, but I, I think I could drink, you know, a handful of these. Yeah. And be, I mean, and be this happy is, with that. This is definitely like, you know, Oktoberfest, like German style, like big beer. Yeah. Big. Yeah, Rat Skeller. You need yeah. to, you need a, to, a big stein of this. Yeah. Yep. This would be great in a stein in the summer. Mm hmm. Or like anytime. That's true. Actually, this is a good anytime. This beer. is a good kind of all around. It's, it's just not, a good beer. That's not super seasonal. Um, yeah, I, I definitely. This is interesting. I like how they. Again, I think it definitely goes. They're very focused on a style of a Munich Dunkel. So it's it's really really good, and there's really interesting things happening. But for me, it's a traditional beer. It's a traditional beer, which mm-hmm. is kind of it's. Some breweries are kind of more set up for that, though. Like I would say, um, beer brewery here in Indy is they tend to be very, uh, you know, stylistically driven. I would completely disagree. Really? Yes. Beer, See, I beer, don't know. I, t- I talked to the beer brewery guys, and the beer brewery when I was at at Winterfest a couple weeks ago, and a lot of their stuff that's coming out, which a lot of stuff that you can't find uh, in a store because it's usually in somewhere on tap somewhere or you have to go to their get a keg of it get a keg or or a pony keg or something but like Um, have you had their like belgians and stuff like that like those are to me like super traditional like very like like to the t to the no and that's one thing that i like like about some of those but but at the same time i know breweries does some some crazy they have they they had a really amazing smoked winter porter they had a really amazing um ghost pepper uh porter that they came out with they do some really great Hefeweizens. I feel like, I feel like everyone so, did Ghost Pepper this Ghost year. Pepper was like the super in thing It was like the 2014 do. thing yep. to do. Like it was just like the hip thing. Like Ugg boots or, or iPhones or something. And it was it was kind of off off of the – from not this summer but the summer before that, there was a kind of trend to do uh, like habanero spiciness, jalapenos in the actual beer itself. Mm-hmm. And then all this buzz came around how the Ghost Pepper is like this – amazingly spicy pepper but it has you just a, need a little bit of you it. just need a tiny bit of it because it can actually cut through the beer the, the heaviness of the beer um yeah i saw like tons of of mm-hmm. like ghost pepper anything like you take any traditional style and it's like let's add ghost pepper to it and i was like well, all right that makes sense because i mean since we've been on the drew and i went to the 12 years of christmas um fundraiser for city market which flat 12 brought all their 12 christmas beers out um and it was awesome i mean there's not one of those beers is what we would call a traditional stylistic beer. All of them were to the nines, pedal to the metal, crazy, weird, experimental beers. Yeah. Well, and I kind of want to go back to my comment earlier, which is I, I guess every brewery I think has I, – well, I guess what I'm saying is not that they don't have a variety, but let me rephrase. Some of the, the beers that they do do really well fit the style excellent. I mean I yeah. know it was their Belgian – I think it's their, their triple that – like was ranked the number one in the entire world 
So, um, yeah, that's, that's of, one thing. Trappist, that's yeah. one thing that I, I find interesting sometimes because it can be hard sometimes to judge different breweries against each other. But I think if you can sometimes find a very traditional beer, it's it's a lot easier to make a apples to apples comparison if you can kind of find yeah. something between the two to kind of compare them to. And so I, I look at a brewery sometimes as if they can do a traditional style really well. To me, that says like their their process of actually brewing the beer is really good. So when they do do some of like the crazier stuff, it makes me kind of want to try some of those things because I know that they actually know what they're doing and they're yeah. not just throwing in a bunch of we did a you know we had the chef that wine had citrusy you know crazy off ale. the wall yeah <laughs> something because you know. You you can throw anything. I mean, in right. a beer. Right. What would peanut butter beer taste like? I love peanut butter. Uh, I've had one before. <laughs> was it good? I've had a peanut butter and jelly stout. That sounds For so real. good. For real, was and it, it good? tasted like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Was it good? Yes. I guess we have to ask. I mean, what was your? You went to Winterfest. You uh, Winterfest, Winterfest, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, Winterfest. You can listen to that episode. That was a super fun episode on NoExpertShow yeah. Was Joey with you on that one? Joey joined That's me on that thought. one, and we ran around for four hours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Interviewing people, talking to, uh, talking to people who were basically standing in line with us. So we would stand in line. You'd get a tiny tasting shot, and you would stand in line and and talk to people mm-hmm. behind you. So weird looks because you're a guy running around with a backpack and a microphone, and you're you know shoving it in people's faces. But uh, it was a really fun time. Very interesting. Talked to a ton of different people. I didn't. I had a few favorite favorites mm-hmm. at Winterfest. Um, there was an apricot sour from Tin Man, which I absolutely loved. Interesting. There was a bacon beer, which I absolutely loved as well. Um, I got to talk to the guys bacon. from beer. I can't even imagine. Mm. It was really, really subtle. I really, really delicious. Two years ago, they put bacon in everything. I yeah, mean, I, I do suppose, even beer. Apparently, bacon Vodka, goes in beer. beer. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. Vodka's I bet you awful. that episode got funnier as time went on. It was, Your yeah. four but, hours of fun? Uh, the people... Uh, yeah. It we'll got say they, very we'll say they loosened up a little bit. How about yeah. that? Yeah, they definitely loosened up again. Um, Grant, final thoughts on this particular beer? Considering I just finished the rest of it because it's so good, um, 10 out of 10 would do again. 10 out of 10 would do again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drew, thoughts on this final thoughts? You finished yours already. I, so. I don't know how I backed that up. I, I mean, mean, you follow it up with. Mm. Yep, oh, you want to say it? Ten out of ten would do again. It, it, it is a no, excellent, excellent beer. Um, yeah, ten out of ten would do again. Yeah, I like it as a very traditional. I would love to go to like an Oktoberfest in Germany and have something like this. That's what I would put that. All right, we're gonna take another quick break. Uh, grab another beer from another brewery and be right back. Oh, Did you know? Great. Thanks, Taylor Swift. Uh, welcome to Music Cast, where we talk about popular music. No, no, you it's guys just watch Taylor the Swift. Grammys? No, it's just Top Taylor 40 Swift show. Yeah. Oh, Ryan Seacrest. Top 40. Top the 40. Cat. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the cat. What if I'm uh, the cat? It's fake and gay in the morning. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've worked at the radio station before. Traffic, don't, traffic don't on the twos and vibes. <laughs> <laughs> we really should do that one night. 
Um, Let's do like a live a live one of hide on the cats. Yeah, we mm-hmm. could. Yep. We could do that. A special edition. And if you support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash no expert show. Maybe that could be a possibility. Maybe you could listen to us live. Maybe you could see an in studio camera while we do all of this shenanigans. Hashtag no one not plugged. No one wants to see my face. Come right. on, Chris. I mean you have a face for a radio grant, let's be real. <laughs> um but everybody wants to see this beard. I, it really, like, it, no, you really do it, like, like a like, mix between a homeless man and a mechanic. T minus two weeks till it is a wonder of the world. You, so two, I got two more weeks. Yeah, before. like T minus. Yeah. Uh huh. It's got, it's a lot of work. Can you get things yeah. stuck in it? Is it that thick yet? Yeah. I get stuff like when I drink beer or anything. T minus two mustache. weeks unless, you know, the seas are rough and, you know, you can't put the barge out there. Right. Damn it, Tony. <laughs> Um, so we're talking about beer apparently on this episode. We're all right back to the episode. Back to the episode. So our next beer is actually from Shipyard, which we started this exact conversation a full fifteen minutes ago. This beer is from Shipyard. Tangent, <laughs> complete tangent. <laughs> Lovely editing. Um, they're out of Maine. This is uh Chamberlain Pale Ale. It's an English pale ale with an ABV of four point nine. So, slightly, uh, pretty golden for a pale ale. Yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, a little bit, still pretty clear. Head retention is decent. I, I like, I'd say. I like the fact that all of the beers that we've done tonight, I guess except for the first one, so not all the beers tonight. This is the third um, beer, so this one and the last one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a little, little different than what you'd expect, right? Uh, yeah, I, I would a say bit. that. Yeah, as, as if you just look at the name, and then you pour it out of the bottle. You're like, oh, that's very different. Um, Smell-wise, what do you get out of the smell? Because Grant's just distracted over there. I'm trying to do your patron thing. <laughs> you, you, know you can Chris? do it during the break, Grant. I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> Grant sometimes forgets that he's a guest on the show. It's, that's true. Grant really can't multitask very nope. well either. Because he just stops thinking or I talking stop. About I do something else. My brain freezes. <laughs> It's like the scoble of podcasts. Basically. The what? Oh god, that's a that's a deep <laughs> could, joke. Could, could, could one of the kind listeners of the show please inform Grant about that that comment? Uh, that's that's in the weeds. That's in the weeds, Drew, I think, definitely. What do you think, Grant? Not my favorite of the night, for oh, sure. Okay. Um it's flavorful. Not sure I'm personally a fan of the flavor. What's the style of beer? It's a pale ale. English style. Oh, English pale ale. Okay. Mm -hmm. What does English mean? I mean, as as an English pale ale. No, it means they use the wrong measurement units. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, an English pale ale is basically going to be a little bit more golden, golden based on, on the, the, the malts and the, the grains used. It's, basically the types of hops that are used as well the blend normally um i mean you can you can classify an english pale ale with like a bunch of different types of hops it's not Mm -hmm. really one particular hop characteristic um but i'm definitely getting that out of this there's a lot of bitterness happening to it which is probably why grant hates it i have to ask because i'm no expert (laughs) (laughs) how to cut a perfect plug um yeah, taste. So it's kind of an interesting smoke finish. It's not like a dark, like stout smoke. It's like um a smoke finish, like a cigarette bar smoke. Okay. <laughs> 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 well, 
Wow, Grant, don't don't sell the beer too hard to the listeners. <laughs> I'm not selling the beer right now. He, I just, he just doesn't like it. That's right. Chris sees the look in my face. I mean, this is this is a thumbs down immediately for you, like for this beer. I mean, I've had way worse. Like, I'll finish the beer, but, but it's I not mean, my favorite. Not, your not favorite. a fan. Out of the other two. Not a fan. So wouldn't do again. Okay. <laughs> Zero out of ten. <laughs> Three out of ten wouldn't do Three again. Three out of ten. Yeah. Okay. Like I say, it's got flavor in it. It's interesting. I'm just not a fan of the flavor. I like dragon's milk, which just tastes like death in my mouth. From our stout show. From our stout yep. show. I mean, this, this for me, a lot of hop characteristic. However, it's a very, it's a little too blended of a hop characteristic where the hops that are used are really kind of, they're just bitter. There's not really anything else happening with them. There's a yeastiness happening to it, which is nice. Um, it's pretty, pretty clean on the mouthfeel, but it doesn't really linger flavor-wise. It's a little offensive, though. Yeah, the there's, there's just not a whole lot of variation. I mean, you know, kind of like we talked about on the last beer where you you kind of go through the different phases. I mean, it it just, to me, arrives a little dull. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, a little middle of the road. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's um It, it kind of... it. You know, it kind of hits you, you know, at first, and then there's just nothing. There's just nothing else there. Just, um, I would say, it's forgettable. Yeah, I mean, I we try not to be too Cynical. critical usually of of most beers um, on the show, or at least from what I hear from Chris on the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, just yeah. just it's just I guess. Uninteresting. I mean, there, there's definitely the hoppiness there. You can definitely taste the yeast. Um, but it's kind of one of, and again, it's one of those finishes that doesn't quite leave a bad taste in your mouth, but just kind Smoky of a, a, a yeah, like a, like a stale, staleness to it. Right. So, okay. Question. Yeah. Where would you drink this? Where would I drink this? Yeah. Like what, what like the, like the German first one we did was like, oh, this is like outside in the summer, big stein. What, what situation fits this beer? In the corner of an English pub by yourself, yep. eating fish and chips this, and hating your life. This is this is like an this is a this is a palate cleanser beer. This is a beer that's like super forgettable, but not horribly awful. That you could probably have it in between a bunch of different really crazy town beers. This is a nice sort of like refreshing sort of. It like lifts everything, but you're not. You're not like, ooh, that's really interesting. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't want to be overly critical because it's not, it's not an awful beer. You no, know? I mean, it's, it's not a, like it's not like something that's like, ooh, that's that's just that's terrible. But yeah, I, I think unforgettable is is probably a really good explanation. Yeah, um, this is a beer where I mean, if if you weren't actually you know drinking it and thinking about it, you'd drink one and go, it's oh, an all right beer, and you yeah. move on to the next one, and yep. you probably never even pick it up again. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. It's probably something that. Probably wouldn't get any better out of a tap. Def- definitely like middle of the road for me. Just it's fine. It's I think it's more. What's more disappointing is that if you if we think back to the Pilsner at the very beginning, how that was like very very solid and it was very confident, kind of in its flavor profile based mm-hmm. on the style. Where this one is a little like oh we're gonna try something a little bit different, but we kind of dropped everything halfway through the floor where it's it's it it's i feel like it is wanting to be 
more grounded and a better tasting beer based on on the hops and the yeast characteristics of it, but it just kind of falls short. Like it mm-hmm. wants to be more interesting, but it isn't. Yeah. Grant, any other thoughts on this one? Three out of ten wouldn't do again. Would not do again. Would not do again. <laughs> Drew, any other thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you summed it up perfectly. I mean, um, generally an okay beer, but but for sure forgettable. Yeah. All right, cool. We're going to take one more quick break, get our third and final... Oh, fourth. Fourth. Excuse me, I was just looking wow, at the bottom of my... So many beers he can't count, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Fourth, on, fourth beer of the evening, and so we will be right back. So welcome back. Back to the show already? Back to the show already. You're listening to I'm No Expert. I'm Chris Labenslager, joined with Grant and Drew in the studio. We're taking a look at four different beers that my brother got me for a Beer of the Month Club. We're on our fourth and final beer. This one is from Shipyard as well, out of Maine. And this one is Black IPA. I'm excited. An English. You're very excited for this. Basically, like any beer that's, I can't see you through the beer. That's how that's dark any, it is. Grant loves beers that look like motor oil. I do. I learned like, from Tony. Like any, the the darker the better. Like mm-hmm. I actually sprinkle a little aluminum in most of his beers. He likes it better that way. It looks like motor oil then. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And a little like metal flakes. Science. Yeah, science happening here. Um, this is an ABV of five point eight. So it's the highest that we've had, but we've been kind of. Going around five, five, four point nine, and this is five point eight. So not like a two, a very different departure uh, in in ABV. Grant, what do you think? Be careful with this one before you drive that Dodge Viper home. <laughs> Thanks, Drew. The finish is really weird. Not okay. bad. Taste it. Okay, Drew. What are your thoughts? Yeah, taste well, it. I'm, I'm going to start with the smell first. Clearly, jumping the gun here. Um, it's um, it's got a, it's got a nice um, frothy smell. I don't know if that's a, I mean, frothy and smell frothy. probably don't go together. Does but, not the um, smell. It does not smell frothy. No, I, I, it's got a very, it's got a really nice smell to it. So um, nice, I, I think, um, I, I think I'm gonna like this. I'm, I'm gonna make a prediction right now. I think I'm gonna like this. So okay, um, very, very pleasant smell. Um, it tastes lighter than it looks. Yeah, no, it's, 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 but it's, to me, it's got kind of a, it's kind of got a nice light smell to it. I okay. Don't know. I, li- I like the, I like the smell. I'll let you know how I, okay, I go ahead and taste it. I'll, um, I think from, for me, nice, decent head retention on something like this. These are coming out of 12 ounce bottles, by the way, if you were, you know, playing at home. This smell definitely, you get like a lot of hop characteristics happening with it. Um, but there is an earthiness and an herbalness to some of these hops. It just punched through in the mouth. Is it delicious? See, this like is bad? this is why you need to go support Chris on Patreon.com. Is that right? Patreon.com. Patreon.com. Patreon. Patreon. No show. Yeah, there you go. I make sure I got the plug right. 
um, because then we can do live episodes with a video and you can see the ridiculous <laughs> expression that I just got on my face. That's right. And wow. And live so you can see all the stuff Chris has to cut wow. out. Wow. Like, yeah. um, I have to cut out a lot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we just discussed this in the, in the off show. I mean, apparently we're reliable, but you know, like we're C team. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not even B team celebrities. We, we yeah. make it when no one else can make it. Everyone's well, canceled. I, I grew or grant grew. 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 I'm, yeah. I'm shipping that. There we go. I'm shipping that go. together. It's a Tumblr <laughs> term, by the way. I'm ship. I ship that. Uh, grew. Grant has definitely improved. I think over the last. What did you say? Drew three months on his beer consuming ability. Oh, for sure. Oh, I mean, absolutely. if you mean that he doesn't downright hate it, then yes. Yeah. It's like <laughs> if it's not Guinness, he absolutely hates it immediately. Doesn't care what it is. Oh, is it Guinness? No, I hate it. Just throws it on the ground. No. So I mean, this is Dragon's Milk is still terrible. This is. I don't know if I like the beer. Like I wouldn't order one. Okay. But it's super. We've had this conversation, Chris. There are certain beers I would love in it in a flight. This is a great flight. This beer. is a nice little like love this in a flight compared to That's something right. else. Okay. Absolutely, it's super tasty. But I wouldn't want to drink a whole bottle of it. I would say by far the most interesting beer we've had tonight. Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, like I said, my initial expression was, um, you know, you take a sip of it, and at first, um, you know, it, it's not anything, it's not anything crazy, and then all of a sudden, it's like pow, mm-hmm. it punched um, you it in just, the mouth. No, I mean, it's it's got a burst of. Uh, Flavor like uh, I mean, like plum notes. No, not like plum <laughs> notes. No, no there's plum no, notes. there's no plum notes in here. That's my go-to. I can't explain what it tastes like. <laughs> it's like the Kool-Aid guy, and you know, at first you're just you know you're drinking a beer and hanging out and hanging out and everything's and then okay, the wall and down. then <laughs> some guy just busts through the wall with a giant um you know Mason ball jar, full jar of beer. Glad- yeah of beer. Yeah, and goes Boom. oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, it's it's definitely very interesting. I mean, it's got there's there's a ton of hop character with it, which I love because that really kind of like brightens and lifts it. But there's also a lot of this like roastiness happening. There's like maltiness. There's like roasted maltiness happening with it, based on the color itself. But like Grant, what you said, it's, it's lighter. Light. No, it, it it you get the maltiness and the roast at the end, but it's a super light and like poppy flavor yeah and the interesting thing about the flavors is it it comes on really quick where you're almost trying to figure it out i mean like when i take a sip of this i'm i'm like trying to figure out what kind of flavors are in it but it rushes in and then almost as quickly recedes yeah it's it's really interesting in the fact that it's a burst of flavor but then it there's there's not really a whole lot of residual taste it's like a hit and run yeah, no, mm. really is. Um, yeah. so you, you drink it and you're like, your brain is like, oh my gosh, this is, this is awesome. But then if you actually try to figure out like what's going on by the time you even realize it, it's, it's, it's kind not of even fleeting. there. Right. I finally yeah. got the smell and I think this might explain the flavor. It's floral. Mm. And it's not okay. rose floral, like, like, like rich, I'll call it rich flower. It's like the tropical flower floral. Yeah. Like, um, it's hibiscus. A, it's a lighter. And, um, yeah. It's a sweeter. Sweeter floral. And crisper. Mm. Like a citrusy floral. Almost like, okay. an, like the smell of an orange tree. So not the smell of an orange. You ever smell like an orange blossom? Mm. Okay. It's like that. Like lighter, not citrus like an orange itself, but just a lighter that fla- kind of, floral that, smell. That, that idea of, of floral yeah. kind Light, of. Light, imagine tropical you just, floral. You so, just, so not you're floral going, like you just, a rose garden, but you, tropical floral. You just landed in Hawaii and they put a lay, a lay around yes, you. And absolutely. that kind of. You get sense. laid and that's what it smells right. like. Right. Yep. I, I see that. Mm-hmm. I totally see that. Yep. 
through. Drink your beer. <laughs> um, Quit judging my puns. It's, was it a pun? I mean, not really. Uh, it was more of an innuendo, there I think. Thank you. I think that was this. There you go. I mean, I'm also I, bad at English. I think, I think what's interesting about this one compared to the other three that we've had um, is that this one is the most kind of what you would expect from a craft brewer nowadays out of somebody who is this has there's the other three were were fine right i mean we could we could go between the three and say you know very specifically this one was you know the pilsner was was very fine it was good i would say the the pilsner was as advertised the the pen dark was probably uh surprising super tasty very delicious that it was it was very very good the pale ale the from shipyard disappointing because it was trying too hard but not hard enough this one is kind of that like what i feel personally is what a lot of craft brewers are doing is that they are doing something that is very 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 interesting and artsy and creative and not necessarily beer like well i mean it's it's oh it's beer but it's not like traditional well this is very traditional this is this is very i mean an Eng- this is an english india pale ale and I mean, they call it a black IPA. All of these were, I think what's interesting about this is all four of these were very traditional styles. And we saw three that were fit the bill in that gambit. And we saw this one because I've had a ton of different black IPAs and they're all very different because they can really take that style and say, let's kind of warp this aspect of it. Let's kind of add something over here. Let's I kind think, of So is this going back to Drew's comment where like the Pilsner you can't screw with it. Right? Like it's a non-changeable beer. Right. Yeah, I I don't think I, the Pilsner was really good because it was just it was good for that style. And, and you I don't think you can deviate a whole lot from that. Um I I'm glad that we had another beer from Shipyard because had I stopped with the last beer, I would have made the assumption that you know, that all their beers were going to kind of be like that. And this beer has everything in it that I wished the last beer would have had. Yep. Because what they did was they, they took the, they took the style and, um, they tweaked it. They tweaked it a little bit and they ran with it a little bit and they added a little bit of pizzazz. Um, Pizzazz, yeah. Oh you man, know. what a word! Jazz hands. Wow, right? Factor. No, it, it, wow it, it, that does. Yeah. It has no, as, it, it, it gets you. It's um, you, you initially taste it, and um, it takes you by surprise a little bit, and um, yeah, it's it's really it's really cool when you get a beer that does that. When, and I think every beer tonight has tasted different than what the expectation was. Some in good ways, except um, for the like, like this beer. Uh, yeah, yeah, that you're right. That that was that was yeah, that was I pretty much that was, that was literally bill, by but, the book. You know, last two book, the last two beers. You know, the last one took me surprise a little bit, but not in a good way. And this one took me by surprise in a really good way. So I'm I'm glad we had another beer from them. And uh, you know, this is kind of like the redemption round, right? So this is my standing question: What would this taste like out of a tap instead of a bottle? Because I think it could taste vastly differently and super good. This is already great. I think – see, it, the, the the difference between where you – from a beer that's out of a bottle and, a, and the difference between out of a tap is for me primarily what I see is like freshness. Yeah. Because 
if you're rotating a keg effectively, you're going to get a fresher product. Like at our, it. like at our office. And it, when it sits <laughs> in a bottle, of course, it it doesn't. It, if the bottle's kept in a decent situation, it's and not drunk, really and bottled and drank quickly. Right. It's not. It's not going to get too much of a difference. The biggest difference you're going to get is out of the kind of like the CO2 and the head retention, no, which is going to, which is going to aid in the flavor delivery, right? Because it's going to get into the nose. You're going to have a higher head retention normally I out think, of a beer out of tap. Out of you tap, I think it would open this beer up. Even, yeah. Even so so here's the question. So like Guinness bottle versus tap is a little more bitter and sour typically then off tap, it's sweeter and smoother. Well, because well, well, there, what you're talking about is is something that can be tapped on nitro, which is a completely different story and, out of something on CO2. No, no, and, but, and nitro is really hard to replicate in a bottle, in a, bottle, in a bottle. Or, or even in the can when they do the little right. the ball. And, and but, really, and, and but regardless, so this, I'm wondering if it's a little bit less bitter, and the sweet citrusy flavor would pop out more. This on nitro would actually be interesting. This on nitro would be very interesting. I think you oh, take a lot weird. of. A lot of IPAs, a lot of brewers forget to, to that they could put something on to nitro. play with that. And and I've had a, a couple IPAs that have been on nitro, which are completely different from what they are on CO two. And this, I don't know if it would be really really different on a regular tap. On nitro, I think you would lose some of the edge. Yeah, I think you would. Off I, of I it. think it'd take mm-hmm. the brightness out of it a yeah. little bit, but it'd be interesting. Yeah. It'd be something that would be kind of cool to to kind of experiment with. Can we but, build Chris a ghetto keg decorator, nitro and CO two, like a dual one, a dually? We can switch it during the show. Mm. Pour to pour. There we go. <laughs> Support new, the Patreon. New, 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 new Patreon goal. <laughs> Stretch goal. Stretch goal. Kegerator. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> on the terms of crowdfunding, I backed Exploding Kittens because I had to because I want the game. And, and, and B, cool, and have cool you seen game. how much money you, they've you raised? Clearly, they've made so much money. You're clearly in the wrong industry, industry. my friend. I mean, uh, we are too. games, apparently, is where it's at. Yeah, no, exactly. But, okay, here's here's the thing about what's what's interesting about the difference between Patreon and Kickstarter, right? Kickstarter is, I want to do this big thing. One time. One time. And I want to, you know, I need funding to do this big thing. And Kickstarter has become a store. Yeah, you buy things. You go in and it's say, Amazon. you say, oh, I want to, I want to buy this cool card game, and it's going to be here in six months. It's and Amazon. I'm gonna, I'm it's gonna Amazon go, with six months shipping instead of the next day. I'm going to do twenty five dollars, <laughs> and I'm going to be a, a. That is the majority so, of their Kickstarter. So, so. I've actually seen. I, I'm going to go on just a quick tangent here. I, I've oh, seen. Wow. I've seen both sides of the Kickstarter, right? So there, there's the backer side, which I think everybody's pretty familiar with. You know, there, <laughs> there's definitely pros and cons of being a backer. I mean, there's people that have been delightfully surprised by what they've gotten off the Kickstarter. There's and people burned. that have been. Oh, yeah, we'll be yep. burned. But you, know, I think the flip side of that as well is there's a ton of pressure coming from. I mean, you know, we've got some friends that were on the, you know, on the go kicker, go, you know, the Indiegogo. The, yeah, no, it's no, no, go no, kicker. All, Kickstarter go, campaign for the electric skateboard. Yeah. Oh, okay, Joe right. and Evan. Right. Okay. Um, but I, I think there's there's huge pressure put on them to then like feel like they have to deliver, you know, deliver a product and perform once they've you know, received all of that money. Whereas I feel like at least with this, it's, it's a little bit more ongoing. And the understanding is that, you know, you're investing in the, in the process. Yeah. Right. And, and, and plus, 
I think the plus side is you, you can kind of see how things go for a little while. I mean, you can you can invest in somebody in terms of, hey, I'm going to listen to five or six episodes, and if, if this really you know takes off and they do a great job, then I'll back or whatever you a dollar. whatever it is that they're doing. You know, they're doing a great job at it. You can either you know continue funding them or increase that or you know cease altogether. Whereas right. I feel like from Kickstarter, it's kind of all or nothing, and that's that's a pro and a con from both the backer side and the creator side because you may not always get it right the first time right and, and there's a lot of pressure to get it right the first time when it's one big funding go because if, if you go back and want additional support or you know you want to sell additional product it, a lot of that rests on how successful you are the, the first very time first round, round. And that's yeah. really hard to do sometimes yeah and especially it's, when it's a product like a hardware right physical something physical because, i can actually touch because unlike the what you're doing is creative right and you have controlled the whole process. When Joe and Evan, their their suppliers are dictating half of what their product is. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's an, it's an, it's an, it's very weird because I've backed a couple of Kickstarters where I've gotten real products, and I've backed a couple of Kickstarters that have been with ninety eight percent invisible, which is a podcast, and they're an NPR uh, show. Yeah. Basically, they did this huge Kickstarter campaign where they got about, you know, $50,000 to do a campaign for an entire year. But that's a different story where I've also backed a Kickstarter with a, a ser- like a video series, which was way more than that, which I haven't received any kickback from. And it's been, you know, 12 months for yep. it. It's like, right. it's in the long run where something like a Patreon, the, the Patreons that I'm, supporting our stuff that i'm listening to on a weekly daily basis back back right it is it is real time it is you you are getting real time feedback because instead of having to run ads on the show instead of having to be like you know this episode brought to you by squarespace or this episode brought to you by vistaprint which is like annoying Mm -hmm. you as a patron kind of feel like you kind of have a little bit of ownership to that particular product and when i get feedback from my patrons and i and i get feedback from people on twitter or 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 facebook i want to cater to them because they're kind of like an owner of the show they're almost like a stockholder right well i mean what you have to realize and and i think what a lot of people forget frequently is that when you don't pay for something you are the product Yep. I mean, you know, it, it takes, I mean, to a certain extent, it takes time and money to do anything, whether it's creative, whether it's hardware based. And so, or service software. Yeah. Service. So you have to, you have to remember that. I mean, I think if, if you're actually contributing to something that's going on, you are, you're, you're paying for that product and they can cater to your needs and it's not vice versa. You, right. You know, anytime that you receive something for free, you are the product. You're, the creator is selling the customer. To an ad revenue service or whatnot. To someone right. else to, to fund their abilities. Whereas when you flip that, that, you know, that dichotomy a little bit, that really enables the creator to openly cater to their customer base because they're not reliant on selling the customer base. They're reliant on providing a, a service or a product to the customer base, right. which is really cool. And, and this goes back to like my thing, like cable versus a la carte versus Netflix or whatnot. Right. Like I'd much rather my cable subscription be a la carte. I pay for the channels that I want at whatever rate they are to support so my channel gets increased profit because I like them um, along with I'm not paying for the other thousand channels I don't want. Exactly. Same with yeah. um, Netflix or, or Spotify or whatnot. I almost wish that the money I paid monthly went directly to the songs I listened to. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a different model. And of, of course you can, you can always support the, our show here at patreon.com slash no expert show. And you can also go and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash no expert show and facebook.com. Do you still use that? I don't. I uh, do. <laughs> Grant, Grant Michael the guest does. Facebook.com slash no expert show. You can go there and like the page and uh, help support the show and no expert show.com. If you want to go see our beautiful little website. Yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, like, I, I think all this is really important. I mean, obviously, talking about this stuff is kind of interesting. I mean, outside of just you know trying to to plug the show and stuff like that, Actually, I, I find I find the whole concept of the whole maker creator crowdfunding, uh, crowdsourcing, it's, it's it's really it's it's kind of cool, and I I hope it's something that that kind of maybe embeds itself and kind of defines our generation a little bit because it's, it's a, it's an, it's an interesting concept and um, you know, the whole open source um, you know, contribute to something, make something is, is, it's an interesting concept, whether that's, you know, through physical goods or creative goods. I mean, I think the whole thing is, is really fantastic. Yeah. Yep. And I hope, I hope it matures a little bit because we're in the infant stages of it recently in the last two years. Right. And so I hope it matures a little bit so we get a little bit more maturity in the market and the guys that are going out for crowdfunding are a lot more serious or genuine about mm-hmm. it than, than some of the failure cases we've seen, right? Right. Now, the, I'm sure the vast majority of everyone's actually good at it. But back to the, uh, I guess back to the bell jar that's now empty in front of me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, um, again, I mean, great beer. Really great. interesting beer. Um, I think these are, this is, this is definitely a beer though that I would say, you're not gonna, you're not gonna drink probably two or two or three of these. Um, but um, really interesting beer. I yeah. mean, um, fantastic job. Like I said, I, I'm really glad that we had another beer from uh, Shipyard because um, because this was this was excellent. Um, really, really took me by surprise. So yeah, absolutely. Um, Grant, no, and this is a great beer. It really was. Tasty, flavorful, uh, better, Sick. better or worse than the uh, than the second beer we had today. It's a tough one. We're, we're gonna put him to it. All right, second beer, more drinkable. Like I drink more of it. Okay, this is tastier. Mm. That's that's my answer. They're All both right. equally good. Ten out of ten would do again. <laughs> Perfect. All right, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show with me this week again. If you want to see more of Grant and Drew, follow us on our social networks. Let us know, and we will see you next week thanks for having us chris yeah i'm glad to be back missed your face 